This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and now I'm tuned in to the new TNN. Pop Culture Addict says you could most likely tell due to the sirens that can be heard in our intro. This is an emergency broadcast of Junk Man, the show here on the new TNN, where we talk about films and, well, just movies. But today there's going to be a little bit of television uh, sprinkled in here. Folks, my name is Johnny C, and I'm a little flabbergasted because, like I said, this is an emergency broadcast. You know, the crew was pulled, the crew here at the new TNN podcast, uh, me, was pulled out of my regularly scheduled to-do today, which was, well, I can't really say it out loud, lest I be banned. hey uh, But I have to take some time away from my busy pants-dropping schedule in order to bring to you this episode of Junk Man to talk about the big announcement that came uh, to the universe today from James Gunn, the co-CEO of DC Films. The DC Slate which is a term that shouldn't be uh, known to the general public, but here we are in this day and age where that's a term that we all know about. The DC slate of films for the DC Universe and television shows was revealed. Uh, A little phase one action, if you will. James Gunn prepared a little video for us and some nice press releases, letting us know what to expect from phase one of the new DC Universe, which is their slate of programs and films that are interconnected in a universe of entertainment. Now, Mr. Gunn did drop 10 announcements, and normally on Junk Man, what we do is we watch a bad movie and we talk about is it junk or is it not junk? Well, we can't watch these movies at TV shows, all right? But since, uh, like every other sad bastard out there, I'm trying to capitalize on this uh, with some instant programming, What we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at the five TV shows, the five movies, and I'm going to give a little bit of information about each project. I mean, nothing you probably can't read somewhere on the internet, but also I'm going to give you my thoughts, my initial reaction to each project, and then I'm going to rank each one, junk or not junk, purely based on my desire to sit down and watch it, okay? I mean... Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean I think it's going to suck, okay? I'm just going to give you an example that's totally made up. Let me look at my comics here. Uh, okay, Prez, the first teen president, is not a show that they're doing. If I were to say, you know what? I'm going to say junk on Prez, the first teen president, which is a DC character. Folks deal with that. That doesn't mean that I think the movie or show is going to suck. That just means I'm kind of, eh. I'm not super engaged and ready to jump on board, but look, if there's any fucker on this planet that's going to watch all ten of these things, it's going to be me. (laughs) It's going to be me. Oh, DC, you control me. 
like a puppet on a string. I'm watching thee. Okay, sorry, a little in sync moment there, but yeah. So I, I shouldn't delay any further. Let's jump right in, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about TV first, okay? Because that's sort of your work. Eh your semi-main event, and then we'll jump into movies and talk about the main event. And, uh, man, there are some things on here I was not expecting to see, but that's that's kind of the fun here, all right? So let's dive in to the DC slate of entertainment. So they're calling Phase 1, or this launch, Gods and Monsters, Chapter 1. Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. Uh, and, you know, that's fine. I get a feel for that, but one of the things that brings the concept to the forefront the most is perhaps the first thing we're going to talk about. An animated show for HBO Max called Creature Commandos. Folks, this is a deep pull, even for me, okay? Now, there is a screenshot floating around that they're using to promote this. I have a limited exposure to this concept. Um, well, first of all, I should point out that there's uh, there's some synergy that these folks are trying to do, that Gunn's trying to do, and Gunn and Saffron. Um, any actor that's signed to a DCU role is supposedly going to be playing that character in animated format, live-action format, video game format, etc., etc. So, you know, if they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Mr. Freeze, uh, and Mr. Freeze shows up in a video game, hypothetically, Arnold uh, has got to put in some work. You know what I mean? But uh, Creature Commandos, I'm familiar with because I'm familiar with the character of Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, <laughs> which sounds like a wrestling character to a certain extent. But I do like Frankenstein. Uh, he's one of those characters that when he pops up, I'm comfortable with him. Um, I know that he there's like a creature from the Black Lagoon character that's a, a member of Stormwatch. Uh, there'll be a wolfman, maybe a vampire. Like it, it is what it sounds like. Creatures from our mythical sphere fighting in wars, usually sometimes World War II, but, you know, all these things are supposed to be united, and, and creature commandos, they're sort of like a suicide squad, I guess, they're going to be working for Amanda Waller, who we'll talk about very very shortly, and uh, I like the idea that this is the first thing we're going to get, because it's very wacky, it's very James Gunn, but on the flip side of that, I know this isn't designed to be the big launch point. The first film they're going to do is the big launch point, but this will be the first thing that we get our hands on. And I like the idea that we'll be rewarded because this will tie into the greater storyline of gods and monsters. And uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see what's going to happen. Probably the the thing I'm least excited about when it comes to uh, Creature Commandos is that you know, I, I think everybody that reads comic books has certain voices in their head when they read comics. Uh, actually, I've always wanted to do an episode about this. So if it comes up organically, I guess I'll mention it. But whenever I see Frankenstein in DC Comics, I always use Sir Ian McKellen's voice because I always love the idea of Frankenstein being like this regal person who's been around for so long. Uh, you know, he's sort of, hey, yes, I'm Frankenstein, agent of shade. It's nice to see you all. Oh, I've lost my head. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Gil, Gilman. Uh, this is Ian McKellen as Frankenstein. Frankenstein, perhaps you could say. So, I don't know. I don't think that's going to be happening. I will be interested to see um, what characters they use. And uh, how long this thing lasts as well. Because they're saying seven episodes. We'll see if it gets another season. I don't know. Um, it makes me wonder, though, how could this possibly tie into anything else? And I'm wondering I'm wondering if the main villain 
of the new DC Universe is going to be something that's called the Great Darkness. But that will tie in more to our films conversation. Up next on HBO Max live action, God bless Viola Davis, man. She's getting paid, and I appreciate that. A television program called Waller, focusing on the misadventures of Amanda Waller, the leader of the Suicide Squad. The I wonder if she's going to be the head of Argus, perhaps, which is basically DC Shield. Like I said, good for Viola Davis, man, getting paid. She's, I mean... She's a great choice to play Amanda Waller. She's always been fine in her performance as Waller and everything we've ever seen. I do think it's great that we're finally going to get to understand the machinations of this character when it comes to the DC Universe. I do think this is the first thing that might start confusing some people. All right? I know the Flash movie's going to reboot stuff. Um... And it's kind of shitty because I, I I love the idea that characters from the old DCU get to come back with the same actors because we've got a lot of great castings. Uh, you know, we're losing Batfleck, which we'll talk about later. Uh, we're probably going to keep Momoa, which is fine. I don't know about Ezra Miller. Uh, I just don't know. I have to see how that Flash movie turns out. Um, but I like that Viola Davis is sticking around as Amanda Waller. This uh, show is going to be written by uh, one of the same gals who wrote Watchmen for HBO, which is my favorite thing of all time when it comes to serialized television. So, hey, I'm fucking okay with that. Uh, She's apparently going to interact with some of the folks from Team Peacemaker, which is nice for James Gunn's wife, uh, I guess, whose name escapes me at the time, and I hate the fact that I referred to her only as James Gunn's wife. Well, let's say it like this. Uh, the, The woman that plays Harcourt, her husband happens to work for DC Films, and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be sticking together here as a united front. <laughs> really sort of backed myself into a corner on that one. Um, And, you know, I don't even think I said Creature Commandos, whether or not it was junk or not. This is what happens when you're doing these random things. With Creature Commandos, I mean, I am going to watch it, of course, but I am going to say junk because I don't think it stimulates your average consumer. All right? Waller... With the lineup that's included on here, there's no way I can call it junk. And again, remember, when I say it's junk, I'm just talking about this off-the-cuff reaction like, do I think it's going to make an impact? Do I think it's going to fucking, you know, make headlines or get clicks? Or do I think it's going to cause a stir or a fever pitch? I'm going to say not junk for Waller because the combination of Yola Davis, who's so hot right now, and uh, this Watchman scribe coming on board. Uh, you'll probably get some Cena here, maybe for a little bit as Peacemaker. You're probably going to get lots of random characters showing up that you don't expect. And the I, I, you got to think the one one of the main reasons they're focusing on Waller is because they have Viola Davis. But at the same time, I do think whatever she's going to be involved in is going to be a big part of the cinematic component. And so uh, I'm excited to see what she brings to the table. You know, uh, Peacemaker was a great show. I have all the faith in the world and the team that's going to be behind this. I know the gentleman who runs Doom Patrol is going to be also the showrunner on this, I believe, as well. Uh, Which, I guess, is a nice pivot point. Uh, So, officially, Waller, not junk. I'm excited for it. And I think it'll get more interest in a positive way than a negative way. Uh, I love that James Gunn has said that, you know, each property that's being adapted is going to be based and centered around the creativity and the desires of the individuals who were in charge of that show, the writers, the directors. It's going to be their vision that's brought to the screen. 
James Gunn and Peter Safran are like, hey, these are the stories and the characters we're going to use, but I want you to put your creative touch on the product. And I really appreciate that because I think Marvel is homogenized and it all tastes the same. And this could be a nice, you know, sticking point for folks that are brought to this new DC universe. Everything feels different, but also interconnected in ways that makes them feel comfortable. Speaking of feeling comfortable, ooh, I'm really comfortable with this next one. I'm excited for it. Paradise Lost. Uh, it's being described described as a Game of Thrones type program set on the island of Themyscira before Wonder Woman leaves to go to the world of men. And this is one of the things I'm most excited about when it comes to this entire slate of programs. There seem to be a couple of different shows or movies that look like they will be doing a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to introducing the extended character roster of DC's Holy Trinity. Now, that is a weird sentence to say. Here, since we're talking about Paradise Lost, is what I'm saying. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, uh, and a lot of the DC characters, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, Flash, when you say their name, uh, uh, they also open up a door to an entire roster of characters that sort of just play within the Wonder Woman world. For example... Donna Troy, Hippolyta, uh, Nubia, uh, Wonder Girl, Yara Flora, Flora, sorry, Wonder Girl, I haven't read a lot of your stuff, I apologize. Um, We've got Wonder Girl, Cassandra Sandsmark, did I say Donna Troy? You know, we've got a lot of characters that are just part of that Wonder Woman umbrella. And this is the first of DC's Trinity characters that's gotten a shot out on the list so far. And I like the idea of the women on Paradise Island sort of cutting at one another to gain power. And I think it could be an interesting little show. I'm curious how far they will push it. But this is definitely going to be not junk. Because anything... The HBO produces that it has the guts to compare to Game of Thrones is probably worth at least a couple episodes of a watch. But also take into consideration the fact that it's Wonder Woman and that mythology, and you've got a lot of stuff that you can pull from. Ah, I'm I'm in. You know, and it's smart to leverage comparisons to your existing properties. Uh, probably more so on the next one that we're going to talk about, um, because I do think that regardless of how much they want to compare it to Game of Thrones, I'm sure that there are certain uh, things they won't push into, and that's totally fine. I don't need to see any rapey stuff on a, you know my DC Paradise Lost show. Uh, I'm not saying that that's a... All I'm saying is, is this, you know, even watch that like House of Dragons first season. Not, nothing offends me, all right? I'm not talking about from an offensive point of view. I'm just talking about from a, eh, how far are we really going to push this thing? So uh, Creature Commandos is a junk... Waller, not junk. Paradise Lost, not junk. Two more shows left, and then we'll get into the silver screen. Up next, well, folks, if you've ever felt like you couldn't rest easy at night, now you can, because Space Sector 2814, which encompasses the space sector where Earth is located, now you can rest your head because the lanterns are on patrol. For years, man, they've been saying this fucking... 
Green Lantern show is going to be coming to HBO Max. It's going to be about like Alan Scott and Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner and all this stuff. And, and you know, it, it's not officially now. It's officially dead. But what we're going to have here is a show that uh, Gunn is comparing to True Detective. A detective story set here on Earth involving Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. All right. I'm all for that. Uh, And this, of course, will introduce us to the Green Lantern Corps. And they're also saying that there's going to be some some different individuals showing up from the Green Lantern Corps. Will we get a Guy Gardner? Will we get a Simon Baz, a Jessica Cruz, Kilowog? Will we get the Green Lantern that can't see that Alan Moore created with the F-sharp bell? Rutlon Fam, is that his name? That's a deep cut for all you fans out there. Will Aaron Paul play Hal Jordan? I don't know. That's always the voice that I hear in my head when I read Hal Jordan. Irrelevant. But I love, first of all, I I think it's hilarious that they're, not hilarious in like a bad way, but I think it's so interesting that that they're comparing this to True Detective. Because I am curious um, how much they're going to push the terrestrial detective elements. Because seeing uh, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart investigate like a space cop mystery sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Although, watching them do it on Earth seems like it might be a job for, like, Batman or The Question or something like that. You just don't think of them as being detectives on Earth, more out in space. And, again, we talked about what is the big mystery going to be. You know, are they going to be searching for clues to the Great Darkness? I don't know. The Great Darkness is just my initial hypothesis, okay? That being said, as we just talked about with Paradise Lost... Doing a show called Lanterns introduces the entire Green Lantern Corps. And honestly, if they're investigating some sort of murder or something on Earth, what's to pop like a Red Lantern from jumping out of a cave and being like, Ah, I'm a Red Lantern, I'm attacking you. I mean, these TV shows, uh, you know, are they going to start? Is each episode one going to be, here's how Hal Jordan got his power ring. Here's how Jon Stewart got his power ring. I mean, probably not. I kind of feel like all these properties are made under the impression that you know what you're getting into. So maybe they'll dive in and introduce all the different colored lantern cores. I don't know. I tell you what, though, absolutely not junk because I am here for some lanterns, man. Um, it, it's it's exciting. It's a cool time to be a DC Comics fan with these, and that's the thing about this entire uh, slate reveal. You know, when I first heard everything, and started to consume it. I was like, man, those are some choices. And it's an interesting choice as to who gets a movie, who gets a TV show. But most, with the exception of two big ones, the things that are getting a TV show, I feel like, are so uniquely placed to introduce all sorts of interesting elements to this greater DC universe. Um, So well done. Uh, Lanterns can't just have like a two-hour, two-hour and ten-minute movie. That's not going to do it justice. There's too much to introduce. But you give it this sort of procedural cop drama show, and if it is serious like True Detective, I don't want to see, you know, I don't want NYPD Blue Lanterns. If you're going to do it, go full bore, you know. Do some really fucked up shit, because uh, True Detective is a little fucked up, all right? So let's see what sort of nonsense the extraterrestrials can bring to Earth. And uh, I don't know. This one really, I mean, I'm also really excited for the next show. I didn't think I would 
be as excited for more for Green Lantern content as I am as I'm thinking about this out loud. Absolutely not junk. And then, folks, if you ever listened back when back when this podcast feed was called the Aqua Cave, I did an episode of Top Man where it was like my top ten most wanted DCU characters and MCU characters that haven't been introduced yet. I don't remember where Booster Gold was, folks, but he's getting his own fucking TV show on HBO Max. <laughs> that was kind of a Mario, but I'm excited. I'll love me some Booster Gold, man. I love that it's on HBO Max. I love that that means it'll probably be a hard R like Peacemaker. Because Booster Gold is 80s greed at excess to the max. And I, I want to see some shicey contract negotiations with Booster Gold. And, and, and I, I don't know. I just can't wait for Booster Gold, man. It's kind of a bummer. I don't think Mark Paul Gossler will be considered one of the candidates to play Booster Gold. They missed their window on that one, but holy shit, that would have been great. Booster Gold is a disgraced football player from the future who grabs some superhero objects, travels back in time, and becomes a superhero in the modern era. But the best part about Booster Gold is that he is so much more important than anybody knows because he starts out as sort of a shyster and then he becomes the protector of the time stream. He makes sure that divergent timelines don't get out of control and fuck with the essence of hypertime. I've made lots of hypertime jokes on podcasts before. Ostensibly, think about it like this, okay? If, oh God, if Ma, if, if Martha... Kent and Jonathan Kent are supposed to drive down the road at 4.30 p.m. and see Kal-El's rocket uh, and then rescue him. That's the timeline. If somebody travels back in time and gives them a flat tire, hypertime starts to fire up because a new timeline starts to flare up and exist. And uh, if, if you know that stays reality for too long, that becomes the new timeline. So if they don't get that tire fixed and drive down the road and see, you know, Superman's rocket crash, uh, then then the world's fucked because they ain't going to be no Superman. Uh, Booster Gold has done shit like that before. He has traveled back in time specifically to, like, fix flat tires or to make sure that people answer their phone when they're... I mean, it sounds trivial and ridiculous. It also kind of sounds like Quantum Leap. If anybody out there is a big Quantum Leap fan... Uh, uh, but there is a there's a great issue where Booster Gold has to travel back in time to, I don't know, to rescue some cowboy guy who ends up being like a midwife, or you know, he's some sort of doctor that delivers Pa Kent's like great great grandfather, which means that Jonathan Kent will be born someday. Just really ridiculous stuff. It's just an excuse to get Booster Gold and his robot sidekick in the old west hanging out with Jonah Hex, but. That's why you're here, right? You're here for the ridiculousness. I can't fucking wait for the Booster Gold Show. Absolutely not junk. So, five TV shows. And honestly, the only one that doesn't sound like a winner to me, right from the get-go, with the limited scope of information that we have, is Creature Commandos. And again, no disrespect to Creature Commandos. I just feel like it doesn't pop like the other ones do. I'm sure it will be entertaining. I really do. I'm sure that if I, you know, go back and listen someday, I'll be like, oh, Johnny, you were crazy. It ended up being the best thing. Well, I don't know about that. But, you know, it just doesn't have that zest and that pop appeal and name cachet right from the get-go. But Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, 
A show about the politics and history of Themyscira. How did it become Paradise Island? Was it always a paradise? Oh, I highly doubt it. Uh, Lanterns. A true detective-esque mystery. Who will be the crazy one? Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart? Who's playing McConaughey? I don't know. And then Booster Gold! Yes, please! I'll take a ticket for Booster Gold. And then, will Booster Gold get onto the silver screen? Oh, I hope so. I hope all these characters do. Uh, The Paradise Lost characters might be a little bit harder. But then again, they kind of live forever. But if it's so far in the past, maybe they won't uh, influence the Wonder Woman story. But I do like the idea that Paradise Lost, like I mentioned, can introduce the Wonder Woman family of characters. Because we got some Superman and Batman stuff to talk about in the feature films that hopefully can introduce the family of characters each one of them have as well. And before we pivot over to the DC Universe films, just a quick side note, they did officially announce that uh, DC properties that get created outside of the main DC continuity will have a special studio label attached to it. DC Elseworlds, which I think is fun. Because that's a deep pull from way back in the day when a comic would be made specifically out of continuity. Uh, These are movies like Joker, Folle Adieu, or however you pronounce it, with uh, Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix. So when that movie starts, it'll be like, DC Elseworlds, Warner Brothers. I like that. And then, The Batman Part 2, which is a dope fucking title, and I hope they keep it. I really, really do. Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Batman Saga. Uh, You know, when it starts up, it'll just say DC Elseworlds. And that's all you need. Uh, I was kind of hoping they'd call it DC Black Label, which is what their adult imprint is called now, but oh well. (laughs) Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, I suppose. Uh, But my vote was for DC Black Label. But how about that title, The Batman Part 2? You know, The Godfather Part 2 is called The Godfather Part 2. And that fucker's got some prestige. The Batman has some prestige. Will The Batman Part 2 have prestige? Will it have Mr. Freeze? I don't know. I'm kind of pulling for that one. But we will have to wait and see. So up first, on the motion picture side, ladies and gentlemen, Superman Legacy, a film that's being written by Gunn, Will he direct it? Well, he hasn't really said either way, but I've got 50 bucks on Yes, He Will. A movie that's supposedly about uh, Superman trying to find balance between honoring his Kryptonian heritage and dealing with the fact that he is an Earthling from Kansas. If I'm not mistaken, I saw the Truth, Justice, and the American Way line in the uh, little feeler they put out not liking that one goddamn bit it's truth justice and a better tomorrow okay anywho so i don't know how i feel about this i i don't know what i want from a theatrical superman i got what i wanted but no it didn't seem to gel with anybody else And what I want to see are these films to continue to be successful and to get made and to to be worth a damn too. I don't want them just make it to make it. I want it to be really good. This is the one I'm probably on the fence about the most. A Superman Legacy. Interesting title. We're going to introduce Superman's son, Jonathan Kent. I'm here for that, man. Son of Kal-El is a fantastic character and a very interesting Superman. Uh, We're probably not getting it, but I'll finish my thought. 
what makes Jonathan Kent so interesting is is Kal-El tells him, look, there are certain things that I've never done on this planet. You know, Jonathan says, you could do so much. And he says, I, well, you know, I know, but I never did because I didn't think it was my place because this is not my planet. But Jonathan Kent is uniquely positioned as both an earthling for, as an earthling first and a Kryptonian second. And he's never been to Krypton. He's not. I mean, he was born on Earth. He's a god. He's a real Earth Earther. Okay, that's Superman. He's a goddamn fake Earther. And you know, we we don't need his kind around here. Not paying their taxes. Does Superman pay taxes? Okay, that's what I want to know. Great, you got a cat out of a tree. Okay, you can deduct fifty nine cents from what you owe Superman. Every cat's fifty nine cents. How many cats you save this year, Superman? You pay your goddamn taxes, Superman. Anywho, I, I just I don't know. Uh, I do like the idea that this could, kind of like the Paradise Lost, the Mascara scenario, introduce the deeper Ross or Superman characters. Will we see Steel? Will we see Steel Natasha Irons? Especially because of fucking Authority. Yeah, I said it. The Authority's coming up. We'll talk about it in just a second. Um, will we see Superboy? Will we see Supergirl? Yes, we'll probably see Supergirl. We'll get there in just a little bit. Uh, will, you know, what else are we going to see here? Um, I'm curious. Call me, you know, call me curious. They're using the All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison as the infographic for this. Okay. I can get behind that. That's a really fucking good series. If you haven't read it, you should. All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison. Ah, Grant Morrison. Uh, they're having a pretty good day today. Uh, we'll talk about what else they've contributed to this here in just a smidge. But what do we want out of Superman? Do we want to see Superman sit and think? Do we want to see Superman uh, take a DNA test to see if he needs to pay child support to Lois Lane? Uh, Superman Returns isn't bad. It gets all those fucking deadbeat dad jokes. I don't think that's fair. Superman didn't know he had a kid. Uh, so Superman wasn't a deadbeat dad. He was an unaware, he was an uninformed parent. All right? That's that's the Brandon Routh Superman. He was just uninformed. Um, I like gun stuff. I just... You know, when I hear that he's writing it, I just... And I shouldn't use Guardians of the Galaxy as a comparison point, but considering they're both comic films, I just... You know, I don't want Superman to, like, fucking fly around, you know, here in, like, this, you know, K-Billy super sounds of the 70s and thinking about, like, these are things I did and life to matter a lot. You know, like, I just... I don't... I don't know if I need that, you know. I don't. I don't need Superman to be flying around and, and hear somebody play. I don't know. Fucking life's been good to me so far, and he flashes back to a time he got in a fight with Mongol in a bar on some planet, and that song was on the jeep. Like I don't. I don't want that from Superman. Superman needs to be. In my, I don't know. I, I think Superman needs to be unrelatable because. You can't possibly relate to Superman. You can't relate to the choices he has to make. You can't relate to the burden that he has to carry, which is why I like the Zack Snyder like God Above Men version. So, but we'll see. Um, I think this is not junk because it draws a shit ton of attention. This is the one that they're saying is going to be the jumping off point. Like Waller and Creature Commandos will contribute to this. But Superman happens, and then Paradise Lost, Lanterns, and Booster Gold are all after Superman. So this is the jumping off point for the DCU proper from a cinematic perspective. So I'm excited. Obviously, I'm going to see it either way. I think it's it has to be ruled not junk because of the cachet that comes with it. And people are excited for Gun. So, you know, that's included too. 
Uh, people are excited for Gun. I think Gun is excited with this next title. That's right. I spoiled it. Wildstorms: The Authority is getting a goddamn feature-length film. Okay. Um, this will be Gun's Guardians of the Galaxy for the Marvel or for the DC Universe. I'm sure of it. I'm I'm not keen on a lot of the Authority. I know um, Moonlighter and a, Moonlighter. I always say that. I always say Moonlighter and Apollo. Midnighter and Apollo. All right. Everybody knows the the fucking first first couple of the DC Universe. Midnighter and Apollo. I do love, okay, and I didn't make any, uh, it, you know, I, part of me wants them to introduce Jonathan Kent and Superman just so so many can, people could be like, wait a minute, Superman's got a gay son? That's, that's dumb, man. I don't like a gay kid. It's, which is awful. That's how I would do that. Don't get me wrong. But I do kind of love seeing people reveal their ignorance and their stupidity when they tweet shit. But since I am not... Um, a person that's affected by it directly. I mean, I'm affected as a human being that sees deplorable nonsense and ridiculous insanity on social media. Um, but when people reveal how stupid they are, you can make fun of them, and I kind of enjoy the making fun of part. But that's not at the expense, not at the cost of what it comes with, though. This is now turning into a therapy session for me. But uh, Midnighter and Apollo, of course... Uh, a great couple here, Apollo the Sun God, Midnighter, sort of a Batman-type character. So yes, Superman and Batman getting down and dirty on the big screen. I can't fucking wait. Um, that being said, I, I feel like this is ridiculously an excuse for Gunn to do something like Guardians of the Galaxy uh, using DC properties. And he's picking a group that's lesser known, so it's safe to do something like that in finger quotes. Safe. But you throw in Manchester Black, that's a pretty fun character. Um, Grifter. I can see Grifter fitting in this thing. Uh, there's a robot character whose name is escaping me that was also in Stormfront. But, you know, I, like I said, I, I don't know a ton about the authority. And this, unfortunately, is going to have to be considered junk. Now, remember, we talked about this. Junk doesn't mean that it's not good, it's not exciting, it's not great fucking news. I'm just saying from a headline perspective. I don't think this is one that grabs the common folk, okay? And that's that's fine. That's, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't a thing that would grab the common folk's attention a decade ago. Now it will. So that's cool. So I'm excited to see a lesser known property because you could you can have carte blanche pretty much. You know, when it comes to the Superman legacy we were just talking about, I've got all kinds of hang-ups and things. I'm not sure what I want, etc., etc. With the authority, rock and roll. And Grant Morrison did just write a Superman and the Authority miniseries that had Superman, Manchester Black Steel, Enchantress, uh, Steel being Natasha Irons, Enchantress. I'm forgetting. I read it when it first came out. I haven't read it since. I can't remember. But I'm excited for the Authority, but I am going to give it a junk. All right? I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Up next. Where do I want to go next? Do I want to save that for the main event? Yes, I do. So, chronologically, this is not the next one. But it's Tom King's Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Alright? I think it's not junk, because I think Supergirl grabs attention in a good way. I think it's probably a, a make good for Batgirl, because we really fucked that one up. I am not going to go too deep into this, because... If they stay true to the Tom King storyline that just came out last year, which you... Sh the reason I'm being vague is I want you to read this. It is so good. This is the modern 
definition of Supergirl's character, this this story, okay? And, and you know, the, the little media uh, information they sent out was perfect. Remember, Supergirl grew up on a broken chunk of Krypton. All right, she didn't grow up in Kansas with a loving family. Supergirl is not just Superman with a vagina, okay? It's an entirely different character, an entirely different Kryptonian that has, yeah, a similar, if not exact, power set. But she's a different person with a different mind that's had different experiences that makes different choices. Plus, Supergirl with a sword... Where do I sign up? Here, here. you know what? Here's an extra. What is it? A ticket 20? Here's an extra 20. I want the chair next to me too. All right? Please put this on the silver screen for me. I can't fucking wait. I'm so curious to see who plays Supergirl. Can't wait for it. Now, the final film, and again, I, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, I don't want to go into it because I want you to read it because you can buy it right now. It's. I mean, you could buy any of this shit, but a lot of these uh, stories don't have a specific comic storyline that I can point to. I've got a couple coming up here in a second that I also recommend you purchase. But since they're older storylines, I'm going to talk about them a little bit more. Check out Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. You will not fucking regret it. All right. The last film, Swap Thing. Will it be Brian Cranston? Because that's who I hear as the old Doc Alec Holland, or should I say, as the fucking Avatar of the Green that once thought it was Doctor Alec Holland. Um, I love it. I love the idea of Swamp Thing being a thing because it's so unlike the rest. And Swamp Thing, I'm feeling like, will be the last chapter of Gods and Monsters because Swamp Thing's going to come and talk to the Great Darkness and the Great Darkness will let itself be known. Of course, Alan Moore's legendary saga of the Swamp Thing runs Saul. Things of this nature happen. And uh, I love it. I- I'm-, I'm curious if they're going to do, like, split the movie in half. Like, maybe we we are with Dr. Alec Holland and the accident happens, and we're sort of with him as he tries to reclaim his identity and be the Swamp Thing, and then maybe slice it right down the middle and be like, have have him talk to the Green, and the Green be like, um, you're not Alec Holland, actually. Um, and I don't want to, you know, re- read Saga of the Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. Is this junk? I don't think it is because people recognize Swamp Thing does have some brand identity and it's so crazy that I think people are like, whoa, Swamp Thing, what are they what are they gonna do there? Uh because it's just left field enough to where people are like, oh that's kind of interesting as opposed to that's stupid. That's a bad idea. In my opinion. What do I know though? I'm just a comic nerd with a podcast. The last story Grant Morrison told you they're having a good day based on Grant Morrison's Batman and Son and Batman R.I.P. A film called The Brave and the Bold. Kind of breaks my heart. It's not a Green Lantern and Flash movie, but that's okay. The Brave and the Bold, of course, is a series that's usually dedicated to superhero team-ups within the DC Universe. And Hal Jordan and Barry Allen always call each other The Brave and the Bold during big events, and it makes me smile. This is the introduction of the DCU's new Batman. Remember, the Pattinson is Elseworlds now, which is totally fine because I don't want anybody to fuck with that except for Matt Reeves. The Brave and the Bold will introduce, in this case, will be a team-up movie between Batman and Robin. Oh, God, when they said that, I was so happy. And then when they said the next part... So, if you did listen to my top most wanted DCU characters, number one was Robin, but it was Dick Grayson's Robin. And this is Damian Wayne, which I do think... I think that if you're going to do Robin... Okay, it's hard to pull off Dick Grayson in the modern era because he's like the orphan that 
Bruce brings in and trains to be Batman. If you do Damien, he's already been trained by the uh, League of Assassins or League of Shadows, depending on whatever you want to fucking, however you want to talk about it. He's already been trained, so it would make sense that Bruce would train him as a Robin to sort of deprogram him and have him use all this stuff for good. The, the the worst part about this scenario, and and, and, and you know, to be clear, I'm I, I'm ready for Batman and Robin. A little bummed out, it's not Dick Grayson, but I'll take Damien. I got no problems with Damien, and Morrison's story is top tier, so I'm all for it. My biggest regret is that you want to talk about a perfect fucking concept of a film for Ben Affleck's Batman. This is it, and, and I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, bring back Cavill and. I mean, hey, I love those guys, but I guess their time is gone. Uh, so I'm excited to see who, number one, who gets cast as Batman, who writes this, who directs this. I think that's going to make all the difference in the world. But I think, is it junk or not junk? Spoil, not, I almost said spoiler alert. Uh, uh, shit take. I think it's junk because I love the title, The Brave and the Bold, because I know what it means. I don't think of Batman when I first hear it, though. So I'm giving junk to the title. Um... God, I don't want him to call Batman and Son because that sounds a little cheesy. Like, Batman and Son. Hey, it's Batman and Son. It's Saturday morning and it's Batman and Son. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I hate to say it, but I'm giving it junk because the title. I don't think it jumps off the page because it has to be explained to the person. So, it is what it is. But those are the five films. We talked about the five shows. Okay, we can Threat Level Midnight. Let's calm down from that. The emergency has come and gone. Now we have talked about everything that's on the DC slate. So everybody relax. But I did want to get this out there. I wanted to react to it. Those are my honest, unscripted, if anybody wanted it, from the top of my head, bottom of my heart thoughts about this project. I'm very optimistic. I mean, like I said at the beginning, I'm going to fucking watch this shit no matter what. So it doesn't matter. But... I do hope that having a plan allows them to interconnect coherently, which is something they lacked before. And like I said, the most important thing to me, gun stressed, this is an, a creator's uh, market. Okay, The director and the writer are responsible for the vision. All they have to do is fit in to the overall narrative we're trying to tell. Uh, but use your techniques, use your flair, Write about what you know. Write these characters how you think they should be written. And uh, we'll go from there. So so we will see. Um, You know, it's very hard for Marvel to feel different from other Marvel. Um, I'm hoping DC can, can do their thing, but also feel like the film was done for a reason. For a purpose. Not just to put it on a lunchbox. But... Uh, speaking of put it on a lunchbox, how come there are no new TNN lunchboxes? Well, if you subscribe to the new TNN, tell your friends about it, maybe we can get some. All right? But, you know, thanks for listening to this. I apologize for the scatterbrained as nature of it, but uh, you guys knew what you were getting anyway. I'm Johnny C. A winner is you. Go read some fucking comic books and get ready for this shit. 2025 is not that far away.